Photoshop is not necessarily Spirit Halloween costume packaging's best friend. This is TFG Unbuttoned. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. An off-the-cuff take on politics, pop culture, and current events. Welcome to TFG Unbuttoned. John Nash here with my good friend and co-host, Tim Bennett. Focusgroupradio.com is our website. You'll learn all about us there, including the Focus Group, which will drop later in the week if you happen to be uh, following us on any of your podcast platforms of choice. That audio file comes out Saturday. But if you want to watch us in, uh, as they used to say, in living color on TV, you can go to our YouTube channel where the Focus Group appears on Wednesdays. And as I mentioned at the start of this, this is TFG Unbuttoned, the uh, the the child or the, uh, the yeah, I guess it's the child of the focus group. And it's brought to us and to you each week by Critics' Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. We're pleased to have them with us for the ride, and we'll be visiting with them later in the uh, the show. So, Mr. Bennett, this drops on Halloween, <laughs> right? Yes, the bastard child, John, of, of the focus group, I guess you could call the TFG unbutton. <laughs> the snarky. Snarky. Well, they're both snarky, actually. I had a, I got a, I got a message over the weekend. There's um, friends of mine from Pittsburgh were on a cruise in the Mediterranean, and I get this message that popped up on social media. Said, "Yeah, you'll never guess who we ran into." And um, do you want to take a guess? They were on a cruise in the Med. You said the Mediterranean. Yeah, and and it's. It's people from school that do. Uh... Well, no, it's it's just a friend of mine from my Subaru days. But anyway, they, they're on the they're on a boat, and they happen to be on the same cruise that Derek and Romain oh, were taking I the saying, DNR I was cruise. I going to guess the DNR cruise. Okay, and and they said, "Oh, Katie, Katie Castellanos here," and oh so then God. they actually took a picture with with Derek and Katie. Romain was Romain was elsewhere, but it was funny. They sent the picture of Derek and Katie and them, which I thought was funny. And uh, I thought, gosh, what a what a small little world at times, huh? Wow, that is, <laughs> I love that, in that they, they did, in fact, yeah, they were doing a cruise, so that's cool, yeah. very fun. Yeah, they were going from Italy to Greece, and then they were in Malta, and I guess they're going back to to Italy, and they were, from following the pictures, they were concerned that Greece probably wasn't as it was billed on the tour. They said there seems to be lots of, it, it seemed to be a little bit uh, threadbare, I guess, Greece. You know, when I was in um, Spain, and for some of our listeners, I did a, uh, an incredible, if you're a cyclist and you're obsessed with cycling, um, and I did a vacation where I went to Spain for seven days to the town of Girona, which is north and east of Barcelona, and Trek traveled as these things called ride camps. You stay at the same hotel, and every day is like a 40 or a 60-mile ride. Um, and some of the people that were joined us on this, were, many of them are from Colorado, and two women I were talking to had just gone to Greece. And they were like kind of swinging their way back and they were doing this trip before flying back to uh, the West, you know, the Western parts of the U.S. And she said the exact same thing that you just did, actually, except it was painted in a slightly different way. She said they were so overwhelmed by the sheer volume of tourists that it was like she said it was kind of like Disney World, but but for the ancient world. So they, they were like they went to the Acropolis they did a bunch of things in Athens and they said Athens itself is always been trying to clean up. It's, you know, that Athens is often thought of as sometimes like a, a dirtier city. It's a, it's a commercial city, right? 
but everything was lines, everything was people everywhere. And she said until they got on a boat and went to one of the Greek islands, right. and then, then it quieted down. And they 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 said it had this worn out kind of quality to it. <laughs> well, you remember what Margaret Thatcher said? What did she say? We're not. We don't like to share our currency with people who nap in the afternoon. So any, of these, any of these any of these countries that take a rest, she she didn't want the pound, the British sterling pound sterling to be associated. So that's why they never went on the euro. <laughs> well, and here weirdo weirdo sidebar. I just got some. Uh, you know, when I was over in Spain, I would use the chart. And everybody, by the way, if you don't use cash in the U.S., they're not using cash. <laughs> in europe either everything's tap 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 with the card you know they have everything figured out with the tap you know they hand yeah. it to you they tap it away one thing i loved when you're at a restaurant you don't have to tip if you you leave one or two euro as a courtesy if you felt the service was good but it's not required um and i looked at some of the conversions and you know i had a, a nice dinner one night by myself it was a, I had a dinner and a drink like a beer and i had a dessert and it was 16 dollars after God. um and, and I just stared at it for a minute. I thought, really? I, I, so, yeah. Where did you get a nice dinner and a drink for $16? 16, I, Tim, I tell you. And I looked at another time I had dinner. Was a big hey, Were you in Nairobi or <laughs> South Sudan? I mean, where? it was a big grilled chicken salad. In Spain? And I had a beer and some dessert. And it was $18 at this organic restaurant. Yeah, I, I have to tell you, I was shocked. And the American here wants his grilled chicken salad. <laughs> Americans are coming. Order. Oh, my God. And grilled chicken. You, you know, you literally just nailed it because yeah, I this, rest, this rest. Well, it's also, yeah, this restaurant that was introduced to me by these a couple named Susan and Mike, who were really great. We had we had hung out for a half an afternoon because Jerome is filled with cycling shops and clothing shops for cyclists because it's like a cycling paradise. And she walks by this restaurant. She goes, hey, hey, you're a healthy eater. This is like the only place you can get a salad, a fresh garden salad with grilled chicken. She goes, just like I know you like it. <laughs> many, many years ago, the first time I went to England, I was with my friend Scott and he's Californian. He wanted, uh, we, he kept trying to find a grilled chicken salad somewhere. And finally, we were a real pissy waiter. <laughs> we were in the UK. Oh, you're an American. <laughs> You'd like some green salad with fresh vegetables and grilled Veggies. chicken with no non-fat dressing. He's like, yes, yes. He goes, you're not going to get it. <laughs> He's like, yes, yes, yes. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. Can I get you a cheese sandwich? It's the only a thing cheese healthy. We're like, sandwich. We're like, cheese sandwich is not healthy. <laughs> I could hear the plastic running coming yeah. off the Velveeta slice as we yeah, speak. It's hilarious. He, oh my god. He was on the search for the the you know the garden or the Caesar. The Holy salad, Grail. The Holy chicken, Grail. Yeah. yeah. Which is you. You're the same. And when we were in Spain, we we went to that place that we got the grilled chicken salads because we were tired of mussels and prawns and Yes, I remember that. Yeah, you and I finally had my God, it's food. <laughs> All right, folks, we're gonna dive into the show here. We have three topics for you today. The first one, uh, the headline reads Dollar General rescinded job offers to applicants with high blood pressure and poor eyesight. So a group of people who had applied for warehouse jobs at Dollar General, and that's Doll, Doll Gen Corp, which is a subsidiary of Dollar General, um, they were sometimes not offered the job or they were offered it and then the offer was rescinded after they took what seems to me to be highly invasive medical tests or at least medical questions followed by testing. And I believe they've won a million dollar settlement and the part of the settlement is 
uh, aimed at getting Dollar General to reevaluate their hiring practices. And you know this comes from someone who's overzealous in HR, probably who says, well, they're going to be in the warehouse. They've got to be healthy. But I was really shocked by the the amount of information that the company was asking for. It was like blood it was blood pressure, drug testing. They asked about family history, all this stuff, which you would normally not really do for a warehouse job, right? Yeah, and vision. Vision was mm-hmm. another one. Uh, and I was surprised by this too, because usually these pre-employment screenings or whatever, when you have to go in to give blood, is usually just to find out if you're doing drugs, right? Right, exactly. So this one here, as you said, took it to the next level, and they were looking for um, blood pressure and probably um, other sorts of uh, ailments somebody may have. I, I do know that if certainly if you're working in a, a warehouse and, and uh, I'll say Amazon or UPS or something of the like, you need to be able to lift a box that's 50 pounds in some cases, or there's certain physical duties that you have to you have to do in order to uh, for employment. So I get that part, but this one with the screening, I was surprised about because you could, I guess, if you went beyond drug and you said, "Oh, they have high cholesterol, or they're going to cost us a lot of ins- you know a lot mm-hmm. for insurance because yeah. they're not healthy." Um, I was trying to figure out how did the person find out that um, did they surmise that's why they weren't. Yeah, that that they didn't say that in the article. Actually, you bring up a great point because it was a was a class action. I believe a group of people banded together to yeah. do this. It didn't say how they figured it out, but one part here says, um, according to the EEOC, the pre-employment examinations were quote extensive and often highly invasive. In some instances, the process even included genital examination. Oh. I, I had to pause there. I'm like, yeah, that's gen- an odd one. What, what the hell did you do? <laughs> candidates had to divulge their medical histories as well as those of their families. So this for dollar general <laughs> for a job. I mean, you see, I, I mean, I hate to stereotype, but we've seen the employees at dollar general. Can you imagine who didn't get hired? Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, th- this is, of course, this is why we're talking about it on unbind. It's like one of those things that's so, uh, yeah. So strange story. And, um, the, the people that filed the suit did in fact win from the equal EEOC, who know? I don't think Dollar General appealed it. Um, I would have to do R and D on that. But anyway, all right. Know. So that was that. Um, our next story um, was no surprise to me actually when I read the headline, um, especially because of how far back it goes. Google searches for "Am I gay?" or "Am I lesbian?" increase thirteen hundred percent since two thousand and four. That's the part that didn't surprise me. If you're gonna go from 2000, if you're going to go back 20, 19 years, right, you're going to see a significant uh, increase. The surprising part of this, though, was where all these searches were occurring geographically. And it looks like Utah, <laughs> a state with traditionally conservative social values, tops three out of the five search term categories. And then we have stuff coming out of the South. Was this any of this data overly surprising to you? No, because I think Utah, we did a story about Pornhub, where the most people watch gay porn. I think Utah was right up on the list, mm-hmm. too, which which is, uh, you know, no surprise. I uh, I wondered about, I guess my thought on this one, and I probably was, was thinking too much about it, I thought, gosh, I guess Google must have some sort of algorithm where they take and they cluster most googled search terms or something because i was trying to figure out how they would have how they would have it down to such a granular level and i figured i guess why not right they'd want to know what people are looking for what sort of things people are looking for and then you can subset it subset it subset it aside from utah they were saying the other states uh, where this was tops um googling am i gay were iowa 
Indiana, West Virginia, and New Hampshire, which is kind of an odd hodgepodge of states. I wasn't surprised by Iowa, Indiana, or West Virginia. Maybe maybe Indiana was a bit surprising. Uh, New Hampshire was an eyebrow, eyebrow raiser, right? Yeah, that if you look at uh, the five or the how many New England states? I should know five New England states. One, two, three, four, five, six New England states. Probably New Hampshire is probably the most conservative. Yeah, I'm guessing of the group. Um, so maybe that's uh, that's why that would stick there, even though it's a liberal Northeast. But uh, yeah, I I I I thought this one was interesting and in how they dug the information out and then what this says. Because later on in the article, they talked about how mm. as people are younger, and we've seen this with some of the work we've done in consulting, is that how Gen Z seems to be more accepting. And as that generation gets older, of uh, more accepting of diversity, I guess, lack of a better word, is that um, they think some of these issues are will go away because people are not going to be so, it's not going to be such a novelty, I guess. It's easy well, <laughs> Gen Z, you and I have done a lot of work with some clients recently where we've looked at research results from Gen Z and they're the result of growing up in a time when it was more prevalent or there was more uh, positive representation, I guess. Right. Um, and yet it's still... Uh, difficult because later in the article they said that one of the more poignant search terms uh, that they were also looking at from a research point of view was how to come out and that was being googled uh, most in traditionally conservative areas which were like mississippi and kentucky which was no surprise to me there right um and then to your previous point of how they gather this data i think that um researchers and universities have access to Google in a way that um, allows them to look at things like this, like they can actually query, like how many times have people asked this? How many times have they done that? Because right. I know for Twitter used to offer that service, uh, data service to institutions until Elon Musk shut it down and basically said, you got to pay half a million bucks to do research on Twitter. Um, so I think that's how they they, they got this data. But it, it, interesting that... Um, I think we all asked some of these questions when we were younger in different decades. We just didn't have the utility of the internet to instantly answer the question, right? You know, I wondered what, um, and I think this is interesting, but beyond it being interesting, what does somebody do with this? With the data? I guess if you're, I guess, yeah, I guess if you're one of the nonprofits, um, you know, pick one out, Trevor, right? I guess you could say, okay, let's concentrate some efforts in some of these states where people are really questioning and are are concerned about about their identity might be helpful. But I was wondering what else you would, you know, who would really use this data or what would you use it for? Well, it, later in the article, they said this data will allow national and local government to tailor their services. For example, we know that LGBTQ people can face discrimination in care settings. So this will help in commissioning so of care of LGBT people. But when I read this thing about this will allow national and local government to tailor their services. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> School boards are being overrun by book, you know, book banners. Yeah. Banning books. And you have all, and so local and national government, you know, I don't know. I, I yeah, I think that an organization like Sage might find this useful. Um, and they would be the kind of people that would be out in front trying to get people to change their attitudes or, but I'm not sure how I, I don't. So yeah, it's funny, Tim, people do research like this and then you and I are like, well, okay, that's, I like that result, but um, how do we now apply? What, now what? Yeah. 
Uh, okay, our last story I teased. Um, Photoshop is the friend of all pranksters, especially Halloween pranksters. And um, Spirit Halloween, everybody's seen Spirit Halloween. They pop up in abandoned stores and malls, you know, like the old Nordstrom becomes Spirit Halloween for several weeks. And they bring in their product. Everybody goes looking for costumes. And they have a very recognizable package. It's yeah. It's like a plastic bag with a hanger hook on top. And in the upper left corner, it says spirit with the skeleton guy with the hands. And then it's like this half moon or half arc of color. And in that area is where they put the name of the costume. And so everybody was in uproar about this fake costume. And it basically it shows the costume is called gay guy. And it says here, um, simply titled Gay Guy, the costume in question depicts a cute guy with buzzed and bleached hair wearing a tank top tucked into some light wash jeans draped in a pride flag. <laughs> the article says, honestly, pretty spot on. <laughs> but the company has seen this pop up so often and people have actually believed it that they've actually had to push back and say this is not an officially licensed costume <laughs> from our company. Photoshopping our packages seems to be trending at the moment. And people believed it so much that they would post things on Twitter like, my culture is not a costume. Oh, God, yeah. Here you know, like, go. here's one, Tim, that says, gay kickball player comes with ball, cleats, and flask included. And the flask is like a <laughs> rainbow flag on it. I like the, love this. Polyamorous mixologist, theater and dance, theater and performance <laughs> degree, mommy issues, foreskin not included. <laughs> you would add a field day coming up with some of these viral costumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I laughed because I thought, you know, when I looked at the one with the guy with the the original one that went viral with yeah. the uh, the bleached hair and the in the uh, just standing rainbow there with the, black, yeah. I didn't know if I thought he was the, the good representation. I don't know. Did you? Maybe I didn't maybe I, winkish. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I actually thought that if they had a costume like this, they might have actually packaged it like this. <laughs> like the, it just seemed like they took <laughs> it a was generic. So poorly done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, one, and I like it says one size fits most. <laughs> All you got to do is drape it's the flag, flag over your yeah. shoulder, wear a tank top and, and, and skinny jeans and you're all set. Yeah. So they, so people, of course they showed other examples of the spirit Halloween thing. One of my favorites is a picture of Marjorie Taylor green and the costume is called domestic terrorist. I mean, it's like <laughs> if you're, if you are spirit Halloween, I think you just let it roll. Right. I mean, because at one point they said, you know, we will be passing this to our review team. What's the review team going to do? It's too late. Someone photoshopped yeah. the back. Halloween's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next year. You know, that 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 whole the other interesting part for me was kind of the business model of the spirit Halloween. Right. They they probably pick up these leases for pennies on a dollar. These defunct yeah. best buys for or whatever two months or something. Yeah. Right, and bring in all this stuff that's probably manufactured in Asia somewhere overseas. It's all just warehoused, right? Yeah, and you just do it, and it's a pop, big pop-up, and the places are crowded. You always see people, because Halloween's become unbelievable in terms of the money people spend. Even if you go to the big box, Home Depot or Lowe's, the amount of Halloween decorations that you know I got you never you, see anymore. I was so pleased to see, I was on a bike ride upstate on Saturday and there was a woman outside in front of her house and there was this big cauldron that she was setting up and I guess it had a fan in it and some kind of plastic strips were blowing up they were like orange so it was like the fire in the cauldron right and there are four witches around it and she was talking I slowed way down because I'm going by this house and her husband is over at the like some outlet and she goes try it now and he plugs this thing in and suddenly the witches start cackling and they start making noises <laughs> And then she goes, no, 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 one of them's, and boo, 
plugs it, the witches die, and they plug it back in again. Yeah, I, I just and that house was next to a house that was going crazy with um, the big blowups, you know, like ghosts and ghouls. And they had and at night they have red and purple lights. I thought I'm glad people are doing this because I don't want to jump ahead to Christmas right away. Right. Well, I'm yeah. with you on that one. So there you go. Uh, Spirit Halloween, you need to. Yeah. But yeah, Tim, you hit, you hit on the intriguing business model. They only have to have warehousing space and then they do these temporary leases. So talk about keeping your brick and mortar costs down to almost nothing, right? Yeah. yeah. And last but not least, we want to thank our partner here, uh, Critics Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. They bring us to you every week. And we would encourage you to go to focusgroupradio.com and click on the Critics Choice logo go down the rabbit hole and start shopping for everything they have to offer from movies and TV shows to books and records and toys. I saw a movie pop up that I had meant to see, and I'm glad I saw it on their home screen. It's called Living. Uh, it came out in 2022, and the uh, late 2022, and the movie was uh, released on DVD in uh, April of this year. It stars Bill Nye as a terminally ill man who befriends a young man suffering from Down syndrome. And the two of them are in an institution because one is on his way out and one's being cared for. It got great reviews. Um, and it's just called Living, as I said. So that was something that caught my eye. Living, huh? So did, and uh, it was out in theaters. When did you say? 2000? Uh, late 2022. Late tw oh, 2022. Wow. Huh. But it's Bill I, Nye and I like him, so. Right. I, um, I was poking around. I also found a... Um, I thought it was a movie, but it was a book, and it was uh, for, Forbidden Hollywood, which was interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it had all kinds of, uh, they, they said, and I didn't realize this, but it, it uh, goes into the lack of censorship that was happening in the 30s and 40s in movies, and they said there were over 200 unreleased photographs in this book or whatever, but I thought it'd be an interesting thing. Again, if you're, sometimes we recommend if you're getting somebody a great movie, and then also you can find a book or something to go with it, it's a great place to do your do your holiday shopping. So be sure to check out everything at Critics Choice Video. As John mentioned earlier, they've been with us since the start of TFG Unbuttoned. It's America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. And we appreciate you supporting them and their support of us. We hope you all have a safe Halloween if you're out there trick-or-treating and uh, don't eat too much of the candy. Put it away. Put it in the freezer so you only take little pieces out. Do you ever do that? <laughs> no. I, Halloween candy. No, I'm eating it. <laughs> no, you're eating it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Everyone stay safe out there, and we'll see you next time on TFG Unbuttoned. Take care. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Available every Tuesday. Learn more about Tim and John, Unbuttoned, and all of the Focus Group platforms at focusgroupradio.com.